Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode what is this 89 of do rags and boat shoes took a little bit of time off had a vacation last week much uh needed um yeah it was just uh chilling on the lake resort with the wife and uh just having a good time with uh, her and her folks uh you know uh, riding around town in a utv like an atv but you know a little bit faster and a little bit more safer so but i'm here and uh let's get into that good old summer jam screen i guess first things first uh for my black omahans uh it is native omaha days week so there's a bunch of events going on through the city um i will be checking out the parade this weekend and uh you know just shout out to all the folks from uh black omaha and omahans alike who's coming back home to say what's up if you don't know if you're out of town somewhere else uh native omaha days is basically when uh you know omahans who black omahans and other omahans who moved out the city and out the state come back every odd year so it's 2017 and they'll be back in 2019 so it's like biennial i think that's what they call it so they come back every uh, couple years, every odd year, and we uh, have a nice little celebration. There's events thrown all over the city, and uh, you know, I know Gabby Union, she comes back. Uh, D Wade, he comes with her. There's like sometimes there's like a celebrity basketball game uh, with uh, famous folks from Omaha, and you know we have a parade on the weekend, and there's a lot of you know a lot of the. Uh, small restaurants here the small you know the uh small restaurants here have you know special events and uh little get-togethers and things like that so uh yeah the native omaha club they uh throw some uh, throw an event too so uh, i'm excited for this weekend tell you the god's honest truth and uh this will be my wife's first time experiencing uh the parade so let's uh see what else is happening uh it looks like we got a music festival that's about to pop off um it's called the new generation music Fe- music festival in september and it's going to be headlined by the god mc rakim and uh talib kwali um talib kwali he was looking a little bit funny in the light uh he said something about black supremacy i was look- seeing something on twitter about that he was talking about a black supremacist and i was like i don't know what the fuck a black supremacist is but um you know hey different strokes different folks um but let's see here let's uh get into some real shit though um the minneapolis mayor um uh, just north of us uh she was on uh pod save the people that's the raise the social justice warriors uh podcast and she was on there speaking about you know the aftermath of the shooting of uh what's that, that justine lady who got killed 
and you know DeRay was asking her some good questions but he was giving her too much wiggle room he wouldn't follow up when she said different things so uh, it was pretty much uh, her just giving fluffy ass answers so he was just asking about you know the police chief being uh, stepping down or whatever due to this shooting of this Justine woman and uh, and she she was saying that uh, that the police chief was stepping down due to what they learned about Jamar Clark and Jamar Clark was a young brother that was killed he was actually handcuffed and then shot by police up there in Minneapolis and really wasn't shit done there wasn't any charges filed no kind of you know grand jury hearing any nothing happened there was some protests that happened up there uh, but still no justice for Jamar Clark and his family and so what happened was there was some sort of uh, house party going on or something and uh, his girlfriend got into it with another woman and then uh, cops were called paramedics came and then people said that they saw the police uh, handcuff Jamar then slam him to the ground and all of a sudden he got shot in the face somehow still handcuffed and the mayor didn't do shit the uh, police chief didn't do shit and so now we have this situation where this white woman is killed by a uh, black officer a black Somalian Muslim we know everything about this man you know off rip and now in this interview this mayor she was talking about how much she learned from the mistakes they made with uh, Jamar Clark and I'm like well there really isn't a um, what is it uh, a statute of limitations on murder so help me out what y'all plan on doing about Jamar Clark you know what I'm saying but anyways um, you know Jamar Clark was murdered this is where this is how it's bullshit she's trying to say that she learned all this stuff but a few days before Jamar Clark was killed is when you had those white supremacists open fire on those Black Lives Matters protesters out there in Minneapolis. Remember, you seen the video of those uh, white supremacists, like one had a mask on, the other one didn't, and they were like loading up clips and stuff, driving around, talking about how they were going to, you know, shoot some black folks, and they were using all these derogatory terms uh, for black folks, and then they actually got sentenced uh, some time ago, but uh, they shot like five uh, protesters. So, you know, she's talking about she learned so much from the Jamar Clark situation. That's why they're pursuing this so hard. I'm, I'm like, no, it's not. You're pursuing it so hard because the colors are reversed. And she even goes on to talk about how the uh, how it's one of the most segregated cities in America. Major cities are so segregated uh, financially and physically. So it's like, no, you're just trying to. You know, you just falling in line with your uh, your voters and things of that sort. And it's also being reported, you know, a few reports came out um, that Justine got shot. May she rest in peace. And so, and, you know, the same thing for Jamar, that brother Jamar. I'm sorry that he didn't get justice him or his family. But it's reporting that that woman, Justine, she slapped the police car or something. Somebody slapped the car and it startled the officer. That's how she ended up getting killed. So... You've seen protesters uh, or whoever put signs up all through Minneapolis uh, saying that the cops are easily startled. You know, I just wish the justice system worked like that when, uh, you know, when a black man or a black woman or a black child is killed. You know, it's just everything happened so swiftly. You know, the police chief, she stepped down and it was recommended that she, you know, stepped down and she did. It, it, it's wild, right? And, you know, that's why so many people 
are uh, fighting for justice. You know what I'm saying for Black folks. That's why you have movements like the Black Lives Matter because you just look at the look at the timeline of what happened with this Justine woman, and look at the timeline of a different murder. Look at the timeline of uh, say like a uh, like Trayvon Martin. May he rest in peace. Look how long it took them to arrest George Zimmerman because they just believe what he said at face value off rip and then it just started kind of catching wind in 2012 and that's what kind of changed the whole scope of social media and uh you started getting these hashtags going and people started communicating with each other about different injustices going on and that's why you know you can't be really wilding out on twitter like you could before and that's what people kind of get kind of butthurt about um when the tide really kind of turned it's like oh this shit is real you know people started communicating and breaking uh you know just horrible news on there and people were linking up and then it just turned into a whole social justice warrior aspect you know it's great to link up and communicate about different situations but you can't just tweet and hashtag shit and thinking it's going to work but yeah you just look at this time frame i mean the goddamn police chief stepped down what was a few days later or was it like a week later um this is this is just fantastic to see how this is working and this is what black folks is fighting for that's why black folks be out in these streets hooting and hollering and rioting out of frustration and when it's rioting it's like the niggas done broke a window or some shit like that you know what i'm saying they act like they done burnt down a whole city block and then came out to the suburbs and started you know uh slitting the throats of little white folks you know what i'm saying but anyways this this is the whole purpose of movements like blm and uh supposedly the naacp and things like that but it's just we just can't get past step one where we let white dollars influence us so much that it gets to the point where you're just um you're you got the car in neutral with your foot on the gas and you ain't going forward or backwards you know you're not in drive and you're not in reverse so and then also uh there was a video that i came across last week that was sent to me i don't know if i talked about it about this those dirty cops in baltimore and it was a uh a first person view um uh first person point of view of a cop three cops and they were planting look like heroin in a, a, a soda can or something then he came back out of the lot and he walked back in and act like he discovered it him and the other two cops and i guess there's some kind of thing that triggers the uh, the recording device on them where it starts 30 seconds prior to them uh turning it on or something like that but it just doesn't have any audio so he thought he shut it off and turned it back on but he didn't know about the 30 second activation because it starts up right away and so marilyn mosby the state attorney she actually invest they're investigating different cases and it's, uh, it's being reported now that uh with the three officers they are they dropped about 34 cases so far that these three officers have been involved in which is amazing but yeah it was it was like trending on twitter last week but you know i took the week off and uh i'm not sh yeah i think yeah it was last week um that that case happened that that story broke and i'm happy to see that those 34 cases were dropped it was everything from like concealed weapons to you know just minor drug offenses and shit like that and it's just wild because you you rarely catch that shit on camera and you know what's even crazy inside edition 
was uh, talking about the 34 cases being dropped and they showed a press conference from the uh, one of the uh, it wasn't the police chief it was like the police commissioner and he was talking about it's still under investigation uh, it, it could have been a, something where it was a reenactment or some shit like that I'm like get the fuck out of here a reenactment like what the fuck are they reenacting and why do they have to reenact it with just them three there like wasn't no superior there or nothing like that like get the fuck out of here yeah just wild shit very wild shit um and i think that's pretty much all that i have to say about the good on the good old summer jam screen really ain't too much popping on here um i mean we had the whole the fiasco with trump last week when he was tweeting about lgbtqiaas can't be in the can't serve in the military and there's this whole outrage about that um but it seems like people are forgetting remember you seen trump holding up the flag from the group gays for trump you had that milo yiannopoulos guy who's a gay man who's a pedophile who you know was out here campaigning for trump and he's still out here you know spewing his white supremacist rhetoric and things of that sort and there's some more gay for trump groups out there and now all of a sudden you know these groups and these these people i'm not saying all lgbtqiaas voted for trump but a majority of them did a lot of them did just based off of numbers alone and now it's like oh well i made a mistake voting for trump just like how you seen those hispanics those uh those white hispanics you know who were rallying for trump and all of a sudden they sitting in the ice deportation center you know what i'm saying and now these the lgbtqiaas are you know butthurt about not being able to serve in the military but i don't know if that's legal or he was just tweeting out some shit you know what i'm saying it's just it's very odd to see you know so many groups be offended because first it started off with poor white folks when he came out with his his uh, proposed budget or whatever and it was uh and it's planning on cutting out so much so much federal funding to different programs that actually help poor white folks and then with the obamacare these poor white folks were confused between obamacare and the affordable care act and what's funny about that is uh they had politicon going on and uh tammy lauren um she was debating chelsea handler and she actually admitted to uh one of the to being on her parents insurance and that's actually a benefit of obamacare or the federal uh, affordable care act that uh kids uh, up to 26 can still be on their parents uh insurance and that was actually to help out you know uh late bloomers in college and things of that sort to kind of alleviate the stress so they could just focus on studies and not have to worry about health care and uh this woman has been very critical of that and you know she made up some bullshit talking about you know if she you know got kicked off you know if they were to revise the plan and she got kicked off she wouldn't be hurting for it because she could just go find a job but i don't know what she's doing for money since she got fired from the blaze but it's been reported that they did settle out of out of court because she did try to take them to court and they settled out of court so they probably just paid her the remainder of her contract so now she's just out here you know just talking her nonsense babble 
and trying to get picked up on some kind of show probably on a faux news but yeah so it started off with these these white folks um poor white folks thinking that they weren't going to be affected uh thinking that only uh people of color were going to uh catch the hell under the wrath of the red hats and nope you're not no it didn't happen right so then next you had these hispanics you know uh talking about that they supported trump and you know what he was going to do and supported him building that wall you had the mexican coons out there and i played a clip on one of the older shows of uh, a mexican coon talking about uh if they don't build that wall then you're gonna have mexican taco trucks on every corner and shit like that and uh just real just it, it's, it, it was because it tripped me out to see a, a mexican coon you know what i'm saying a hispanic coon it just tripped me smooth the fuck out but that's just how sick this global system of white supremacy is it just has you doing what you can to survive and trying to get good get in good with those established in power right so now you got these uh now you got the uh the, some gay folks i seen a few tweets from uh some of these gays for trumps and i should have saved those tweets but out here uh you know boohooing about this and all this other shit and you know all these people with trump regrets don't come around other people of color trying to rally and get your numbers up and like yeah let's 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 go and protest and do all this that and the third and all that shit just no no you know we cool over here you know we seen this shit coming from a mile away and i don't know what it is with other groups who like to uh cut off their nose to spite their face you know what i'm saying it's a situation where you're just shooting yourself in the foot thinking you're gonna hurt some other group you know it's the dumbest shit ever just fucking stupid and this is why when i see stories like this it really warms my heart you know what i'm saying because it's just like well i told you so you know you, you fucked up in the game now and now you looking around like uh can you help me nope nobody's going to help you i don't give a fuck how deeply how much regret you have you know voting for this man voting for the cheeto in chief it's just like nah you got this you got this and with that said hove you got me don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks <laughs> all right so moving on to selling hope like dope uh we have to uh give it to this uh home makers for america group uh they are bringing sarah phelan and candy carson here to uh my city to uh speak about um um i guess uh something about homemakers uh moms uh and ultimately what it is is a uh, this is a rally to basically combat radical feminism is what this what basically this is being uh sold as to sell tickets uh to what happened with the women's march after um the orange julius caesar was elected as president you know and i said i participated in this a lot of black women chose not to um you can go listen to the um episode i did with so sassy and i'm having another episode coming up with her um and she gave her reasons as to why she didn't march and which i totally respected and so 
this uh and let me see who else is gonna be on the guest list uh this there's a duck dynasty star missy robertson along with candy carson and sarah palin and then a woman named sam sorbo this is the wife of kevin sorbo aka hercules and he's a staple of uh conservatism if y'all remember uh back in uh what was that back in like oh was that 2014 no yeah about back in 2014 when ferguson happened your man kevin sorbo really showed his true colors when he made that facebook post that said uh, ferguson riots have very little to do with the shooting of the young man it is an excuse to be the losers these animals truly are so black folks are losers and animals uh, it is a tipping point to frustration built up over years of not trying but blaming everyone else the man for their failures it's always someone else's fault when you give up hopefully this is a reminder to the african americans and he put in parentheses i always thought we just americans oh well in parentheses that their president so president obama wasn't his president that's their president the blacks president uh that their president the voted in has only made things worse for them not better okay so we are about to go down a rabbit hole real quick let me make sure i'm still recording i am because i am flipping through all kind of screens and shit so bear with me so i went and checked out this founder of this group and this woman uh his name kimberly fletcher she lives out in papillion which is a white flight area of the greater omaha metro area and this woman has eight kids and a grandkid okay so let's see here so her facebook page is pretty much full of american flags some pictures of her with uh ben sass uh the senator and uh then she has an article about uh how not to fight rotten ideas by some guy named james walpole and the uh the article uh has a picture of somebody reading mein kampf uh adolf hitler's book okay so that's so let's get a little bit deeper down in this rabbit hole right so let's see what else uh there's a bunch of right wing stuff flags sarah palin um she has something from an uh, article from some woman named Katie Kiefer. And it's a blog post about death of a white woman. And it's talking about Justine Damon. Um, let's see what else. Um, just a bunch of America this, America that. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, let me um, check out this website. Uh, Moms March USA okay this is the official website of this event that is being thrown here all right good we're still recording y'all bear with me um so i'm looking at this website and i just want to see what they're about okay so it has a banner up top it has a picture of candy carson showing all 32 of her pearly whites it has sarah palin and then it has a couple of white women I don't know. Maybe one of them is one of the Duck Dynasty stars. And it looks like there's a brown woman on here. She may be Indian, Middle Eastern, can't tell. Um, let's see here. So I go to the About section. And let me look at the Mission Vision. So the Mission Vision is 
and it, uh, it has a little picture of a little white girl with blue eyes holding some lavender, holding uh, some lavender colored flowers. Flowers, it could be lavender. So the mission vision is raising a standard to the nation, reclaiming our children's heritage through faith, family, freedom, and the constitution. Now, you know, when white folks say that they are reclaiming anything about heritage, okay, through uh, freedom, that means harming people of color. That's what it means, keeping a pure white bloodline. And that reminds me of the 14 words, right? Okay, so let's see here. Um, so then they have something called a, uh, a cultural march. So that's what they're calling this event. And it says, what is a cultural march? So the Moms March for America is a march, but not a march like you've ever seen before. It is not a march walking down the street, shouting and carrying signs. This is a cultural march symbolizing the march that mothers make every day in their homes, schools, businesses, as they nurture their families, influence their communities, and shape our nation. Okay, so after the event, it's like, what can I do now? it says ways you can participate in the cultural march now okay so it has uh you can start or join or join a prayer team to pray a blessing of protection and light on the march and then it has some reading that you can do and this is where it gets real interesting here uh, it says read the 5,000 year leap by cleon Skousen. now if you know uh, anything about far right wingers uh, this is a book that they love. Glenn Beck always plays the uh, to steal Jesus and Meryl's phrase. They all, he always plays the the uh, wild dick flute solo of this man. If you go back to '09 when the uh, Tea Party was getting out here, he was uh, you know speaking about this man. Uh, this is a Mormon far right winger conspiracy theorist, and he wrote this book, The Five Thousand Year Leap. Uh, this book is basically about um it's like 28 ideas that are changing the world and uh it's and it speaks about the constitution of the united states uh being a document sent by god and all this other crazy shit and then it talks about the anglo-saxon uh common law being the law of the land and you know anglo-saxon means white we're talking about the original constitution we're talking about black folks being three-fifths of a person so i don't know why candy coon carson's black ass is going to be here but maybe the check is just right um but i don't understand you know this is supposed to combat radical feminism and i don't understand how these women were so upset about women going to the streets to march and fight for their rights you know uh, their rights as a human being and their rights as a woman so what were they so angry about and this just seems like a smokescreen to kind of get white women all on the same page but disguise it as conservatism right so then they have uh, another reading that you could check out is uh and this guy cleon Skousen was actually on the fbi's watch list under uh hoover but they ain't saying much because hoover had a bunch of folks under his watch list but 
something made him want to watch Cleon Skousen being a far right wing extremist and a Mormon. So another reading they want is uh, you to check out and they have a free download for this too. this book called Raising a New Generation of Patriots. And uh, so we click the link to buy the book. It pops up on Amazon. You can get it uh, used for $12.96 or you can buy it brand new for $9.95. So you choose that deal. All right. But let's go ahead and read about raising a new generation of patriots. And then it has dot, dot, dot. So an ellipsis and a, gar a garden allegory. All right. So here's the description. Raising a New Generation of Patriots by Marlene Peterson, Tammy Hughes, and Kimberly Fletcher. And this is the woman who, you know, is running this event, who lives in the white flight area of my metro, Omaha metropolitan area. So, fear is increasing in America. We fear for our nation. We fear for our children's future. Our economy is teetering. Terrorism is a constant threat. Our education system is failing, our classrooms are no longer safe, and in the middle of it all, our freedom is slipping away. How do you hold back an avalanche? Raising a new generation of patriots is a short, easy read with a profound message there's no place like home to restore hope in America. While others will try to convince us the most important things we can do to save America and preserve liberty are outside the home, we know it is what we do inside our homes that has the greatest influence on our nation and the women of America play a vital role. For the preservation of all we hold dear, we urge you to take just 30 minutes of your day to learn the simple truths and principles that we will not preserve. We will not only preserve liberty, but secure it for generations to come. So this is nothing but dog whistle words. So our economy is teetering. So this book Let's see here. Actually came out in 2013. And who black ass was sitting in the White House? Obama. Right. So our economy was teetering in 2013. OK. Uh, I doubt that. But uh, let's see here. We fear for our nation because some Negroes were in the White House. We fear for our children's future because the America is getting a lot darker, a lot more brown and black folks. Let's see here. Terrorism is a constant threat. Uh, Negroes are too uppity and feeling good that a black man is in the White House. That's all that that means. Our education system is failing. We got a black man in the White House who was exceptional in school and his wife was even better than him. So our education system is failing. Our classrooms are no longer safer. They're becoming more diverse. That's all that means. And in the middle of it all, our freedom is slipping away. So a white person can't be free to be a white person. So how do you hold back an avalanche of niggas? You raise a new generation of racists. <laughs> That's all that it breaks down to. And it says, for the preservation of all we hold fear, we hold dear. So preserving the white race. That's what that means. That's all that this means. This is nothing but just cold words up down inside and out okay that's all that it is that's all that it is it's selling hope like dope and i don't want to see any black folks up in there trying to see candy coon carson just don't want to see it i do not condone this that's all it is it's just smoke screens 
and uh you know this is a prime example of patriotism um you know white supremacy disguised as patriotism you know this uh there's a lot of dog whistle words in there preservation and heritage and things like that and uh let me just tell a lot of these bigoted white folks something um i and a lot of black folks uh we don't have a problem with you being proud of your white race and things like that the problem is that you have to be so prideful of your race at the expense of people of color and non-whites it always results into that it always results into dominance and tyranny and uh you know just murder of uh non-white people you can't just be proud of yourselves it has to come at the expense of others and that's why marginalized groups have so much prop have so many problems with y'all and we go on alert when you hear y'all speaking proudfully about your race because we know some shit is about to happen you know y'all about to hang a black man you're gonna shoot a black woman you're gonna slit the throat of an indian you know or uh do some shit and give him a disease so you're gonna do something at the expense you know of a, of a person of color somebody's going to get harmed or hurt so that's the issue that we have with you and this uh this mom's march you know is supposed to be disguised is it's disguised as that but it's nothing but a racist rally of white women that's all that's going to happen at the Ralston arena that's all that it is it's just a rally of racist white women that's what it is trying to preserve the white race just because you know the world you know the world is getting a lot darker especially america is getting a lot darker the world has been darker it's just america is is finally catching up with the rest of the world that's what it is you know but y'all out here selling that hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so holding the l this week has to be two guys we got kyrie irving uh he's gonna be the first and this is just wild to me that he wants to leave out of a situation where he's guaranteed a trip to the finals for the next i say next couple seasons you know what i'm saying he's been going to the finals what's it been uh three times you know what i'm saying and now he wants up out of there he's he's what one one for three in the nba finals but you got a ring out of this so now if you don't know Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland uh, he wants to go somewhere where he can be the the main focal point and his top choice which is wild to me with the reasoning saying he wants to be the he wants to be the man but he wants to come to my San Antonio Spurs the Spurs run you know a uh, they run through Kawhi Leonard first and then even in even in those situations though if he's he's doing a one-on-one you know isolation you know if somebody if he's double team you know he pitches is out to whoever's open and who and then they make the next pass for you know he passes to the best the good shot and then that person passed to the best shot you know what i'm saying just when you think somebody has a wide open trader somebody down in the post wide open so take that two points so it's centered around you know a team building you know it's just a team the whole thing is a team so why would your first choice be san antonio which is wild so i think i don't know if something happened there uh, just because of how they lost in the finals but 
you're playing against what is it four olympians with uh kd steph um uh the donkey from shrek and the pbs logo aka clay thompson so like it took four olympians to beat y'all you know what i'm saying you had a superstar go join three all-stars the one superstar and two all-stars like it's, it's hard to beat that you know what i'm saying it would just be like um how, how could i reference this so say mike and the bulls right they win their first title and you know they beat la so then you have magic joining up with uh bird worthy and those guys you know what i'm saying it'd be something weird like that or it would be um or it would be like uh isaiah thomas and the pistons you know the bad boy and the pistons and it'd be like them getting patrick ewing or some shit like that you know and bird you'd be like yo how the fuck i'm gonna beat this team you know what i'm saying because you just imagine that mj and the bulls in the eastern conference finals trying to beat you know the pistons if they had fucking uh larry bird and patrick ewing you know what i'm saying it's, it's something weird like that so this is like a fucking super team but it's also coming to to uh, bite LeBron James in the ass because he decided to go down to South Beach and team up with two uh, two great players and to try to uh, monopolize the championship uh, game in the NBA. But the Spurs cut that shit out. You know they beat them, beat the brakes off of them four to one in the 2014 Finals and sent LeBron back to Cleveland. But just him leaving is is just odd to me that he has that individualist mentality y'all like i want to be the man you know what i'm saying maybe he got clowned too much for losing you know going one for three in the finals but i mean you hit that big shot you know to win that one championship for cleveland you know but maybe i i don't know what's going on behind closed doors i know lebron's about to be pissed but they just signed derrick rose and i know he's about to get the best out of derrick rose especially just how crazy LeBron's workouts are. So hopefully that can bring Derrick Rose up to par and, you know, make him do his thing. Because he was doing his thing for a little bit in New York when he first got there. You know, not to front on him. But they said he's going to come off the bench. But that, that second unit is going to be crazy with him, Shump, and uh, J.R. Smith. So J.R. Smith starts sometimes, though, too. So we'll see what happens. But I just feel like he can learn a lot from LeBron as far as basketball iq and what it takes to you know get to the finals and then he can you know move on but maybe he learned all that he could uh, and he's, he just wants to try out what he's learned with a new team and for greener pastures because i mean being in cleveland sucks i know jr uh, smith was talking about if i say jr Ryder, but uh jr smith was talking about uh he's like, ain't nothing to do in cleveland but practice and then go home that's it he said ain't no nightlife there it ain't like new york when you go out there wilding every night or like la or something like that so but i mean still you gotta hold this hell i mean you go to the finals and now you're good now you're like ah fuck this i want to be the man but then you want to be the man in san antonio when they already got the man there Kawhi leonard best two-way player in the league and it's like like what you think gonna happen when you get to San Antonio? You're like Pop gonna be like, oh, okay, you're the man now. Kawhi gonna fall back, no? And you are gonna have to learn how to run that offense, and you're more of an ISO point guard and create, creating your own shot as opposed to running the, you know, running the system. So 
it is what it is also what is going on with your man bobby valentino he out here in these streets fucked up in the game man just that is wild so if you don't know bobby valentino wee, 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 wee. he is out here i'm sorry for that horrible singing uh like a cop car um so uh transsexual uh i mean transgendered i'm sorry uh woman man a man dressed like a woman uh basically was recording him uh saying that he didn't pay and he was like bobby you forgot your pants bobby bobby why you running bobby you know just shit like that and i'm just like bobby why you out here paying for boy pussy out in these streets like this you know you out here paying for she dick um like bro you you still could you still can pull something up off of twitter you know what i'm saying you still could do some shit like that you know if that's whatever floats your boat that is fine by me but you just running around here you know holding your pants up over your face being embarrassed and shit man just own that shit be like yep i was i was sucking on some she dick you nigga just own that shit it's 2017 you fuck around and be doing songs at the uh san francisco gay parade getting fucking six figures man you better go on and own that shit and there was another video that came out uh they showed him uh partying with another uh transgendered uh man woman um uh transgendered woman so man just own that shit bro and go and get that check because that's where that money's at you know performing at them uh lgbtqia functions and shit like that go and get that money you already like the dick and the asshole go and get that money bro and quit bullshitting you up here running around covering your face and shit you own that shit be on top of a float shit not shit if i was a singer and i got caught in some bullshit like that i have my shirt off on top of a float getting six figures rubbing that rainbow flag on my nipples shit you better own that shit nigga but it just made him look like a fucking fool running around here covering his face and shit you know what i'm saying but it is what it is bobby valentino kyrie irving you gotta hold this hell you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes i just wanted to take the time out to uh salute all the uh, sisters out there working hard and doing their thing and congratulations on y'all being the mo- one of the most educated groups in this country uh monday was july 31st and it's the black women's equal pay day and there was a lot of statistics out there um showing how uh much less black women make in the workplace uh compared to uh white women and compared to white men and compared to black men but what's crazy about the black men the black women statistic they don't actually put in that black men actually work more hours than black women so that's why the dollar wage is a little bit more um but we ain't gonna get into semantics and shit well it's not even semantics it's just the truth we ain't gonna get into that um I just wanted to shout out to y'all and one of the uh, statistics that stuck out to me the most and shows me how much work we as a whole as people need to do uh, as black folks we need to do is really get this wage this wage gap closed and uh, the reason that's one of the reasons for the argument for reparations right because of the massive head start uh, that uh, the majority in this country has uh was given right so the statistic that stuck out to me it said that the average white man 
this is crazy the average white man working white man can actually take off take vacation from january through july and he, he still and he would make just about the same as a black woman who worked all year round ain't that that's fucking crazy that's a crazy ass statistic right there and it speaks volumes to our education system and to our into the system of racism white supremacy and their sexism in that system right uh, obviously so because black women are some of the most educated is one of the most educated groups in the country and still making uh it's still at almost at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to you know uh the 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 pay you know and the pay grades and things like that and we kind of we're kind of seeing this unfold on the show insecure with molly who's a lawyer who is Issa's best friend she opened up a paycheck and was like do we get our bonuses and he's like no not yet and it was actually uh, one of her uh, fellow lawyers a white man who uh, he had a healthy ass paycheck too that bitch was almost seven thousand dollars i was like god damn but um so now she's trying to play the, the 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 boys club game and get in where she fit in and see if she can you know uh, see what's going on and how to uh play that political game but uh the only advice i would give is to actually negotiate you know raises and bonuses and things of that sorts um with your job especially if you're very value you're valuable to the team anyway but if you're a critical part of it of the team you know always try to negotiate and see what you can do uh you know to you know get that pay paycheck a little bit higher um but this is just another reason to show that the issues that plague the black community is socioeconomic is is a socioeconomic problem right so um we're being paid less specific you no know, black women are being paid less and uh you know we don't talk about how economics hurt our community we always talking about socially and things like that but it's socioeconomically you know how we're being just decimated in our community but um there are some sisters out there with their own uh businesses that i know of so shout out to char and her like new boutique um down on 24th in the fairdale cafe uh area the fairdale village um so shout out to her and they're about to have a um shopping after dark going from like 9 p.m to midnight sometime this week um i hope it's not tonight but it's sometime this week and uh she got some fire ass shirts coming too later this week that i need to pick up a couple i'm gonna go down there and pick up some uh that says i am north o and north o is where all the black folks at uh shout out to y'all um but yeah and so you're seeing a sur or surgeons here in the city of uh black women starting their own businesses and hiring folks that look like them and uh it's an amazing and beautiful thing and i hope this trend spreads and grows across the country of you know because not everybody can start their own business but you know those sisters that can start their own business and have that strong mental capacity to do that and have the capital to do that um you know please do it and then hire those that look like you you know what i'm saying and then that way you can you know pretty much just kind of try to close in that gap you know what i'm saying paying people what they're worth you know what i'm saying so you turn in your, your your one little shop and then you expand to a second shop and you keep expanding until you build a, an empire 
you know that's just how it goes you know a lot of these companies that's here now you know a lot of times we like to compare and uh you know be like oh well i can't be as big as um fucking uh who, who i can't say something like sears but something big like old navy or something like that but that didn't start off as no big ass company and things like that it starts you know all these stores starts with like one 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 little shop and then you know the business gets so damn good it's like oh we need to expand that's what it is so and then also um you know if you don't have the capital to start up uh get 10 of your closest friends and y'all start putting money in a pot to get a business going together y'all become your own capital investors you know what i'm saying your own angel investors that's always a good ploy um and it's just genius uh to do that you know i've, I've been learning a lot about pooling your money together with friends and family and uh i'm thinking about uh doing that with uh, some family right now about getting some uh, some acres of land and things like that and then just kind of keep passing it down you know between generations you know what i'm saying so you know that's always a dope idea but you have to do it with people who aren't petty about money you know you can't do it with a nickel and dime motherfucker you know somebody who always you know uh, just just you know counting every fucking damn penny you hire that person as an accountant or something like that they can't come in on a business arrangement like that you know don't don't deal and don't deal with no petty motherfucker there's nothing worse than dealing with somebody who's petty about fucking money i know some niggas who petty about two damn dollars you know what i'm saying so can't do that um and then also it just shows just how important the fight for reparations is uh with this wage gap um and you know sisters are just doing amazing things you know in the academic field you know especially you know with these advanced degrees um but still just think about you know ownership and not being a good employee you know and I, like i said i know everybody isn't uh built to be an owner but a lot of you are a lot of y'all are just the way that y'all handle business outside of work and things of that sorts um yeah but just get your side hustle on and uh build that up into an empire um so yeah not all heroes wear capes to the ladies and then i got a couple of fellas uh that we have to shout out so as you guys know um what's this uh game of thrones i've never watched an episode people swear up and down that i need to watch it and i would enjoy it but i've never seen lord of the rings i know they're not tied together but that me medieval shit it just doesn't impress me at all you know i don't want to see you know incestual relationships and shit like that and uh it just i don't know maybe when the hype dies down i might try to watch an episode but shit really ain't for me but uh the creators or producers or whoever i think the creators of the, the tv show of, on hbo of game of thrones they want to um they're working on a show called the confederate okay so this is a lot of these white bigots wet dream to know what happened if the south actually rose and won the war and slavery was still legal okay so it's still legal to this day right it's just you know it's just the uh it's just in the prison you commit a crime boom you're back being a slave right so but this is a you know a wet dream a fantasy that a lot of these bigots have and they 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 really want to 
have you know people of color working for them while they got their feet kicked up and you know on the porch uh, you know sipping lemonade and you know black folks and other people of color doing the work for them so this is going to be a uh, a jerk off fest for these types of people right so social justice warriors got on twitter um we're like oh we're about to make no confederate trend and we're gonna have hbo you know at least acknowledge us and all this other shit and uh so this is what i said when black folks don't know how to get past step one which is acknowledgement you know what i'm saying of a resistance or to uh create change a lot of us don't so a bunch of uh influential tweeters black tweeters uh you know we're like just hashtagging no confederate and got a chain chart uh trending worldwide and uh they were like yeah high five high five the next day hbo was like you niggas eat a dick we saw what you did but we got too much money invested in this and we're going to move forward because the country is pretty much the majority of the country is white and a lot of these white folks are bigots and they want to see this wet dream come to fruition right so the social justice warriors on twitter was like oh but we still got this trending and we brought awareness and now it's like what the fuck now well anyways amazon pulled out the trump card pulled out the ace of spades and it was actually will packard who will packer who is a producer of films like girls trip uh think like a man either producer or director i can't remember but this brother has done numerous films uh most recent is the success of girls trip you know uh blowing up the spot uh this past weekend and the last weekend and then uh, you have aaron mcgruder aka the goat uh who created boondocks so they have a project called uh black america i believe that's the name of it and it's with amazon they've been working on it since the beginning of the year and this is um this is pretty much about reconstruction so it's a reimagining like if black folks um thrived on reconstruction so they secured the states of louisiana mississippi and alabama you know after reconstruction or during reconstruction and they created a thriving industry and so and then they became a sovereign nation from america called new colonia so the drama of the show is about america is suffering and they're trying to dismantle new colonia with a bunch of sabotage and spies and things like that to kind of destroy this black utopia so that sounds sounds pretty dope um i'll definitely watch it because aaron mcgruder is so fucking smart like if you watch those first what is it three seasons how many cartoon seasons do we have with the boondocks four or either three or four and the first three were so genius and then he left and then sony was like no we still need to put out another season and so they kind of put together some shit but it wasn't as smart like one of the most genius episodes was the reimagining like if dr king actually survived you know the gunshot and he actually did you know a lot of people said that he was you know suffocated in the hospital there's a book about it too out there and i think i already talked about this on the podcast but anyway uh so that was a genius episode and uh the r kelly episode was genius um the the episode with gangstalicious was the episodes with gangstalicious was uh was amazing too and it's just he's just so smart but wrapping this up and 
is just like it's just political genius you know social social political genius and so uh with will packer on board and aaron they're going to create something amazing so this got to trending on twitter right now and social media and people are like oh yeah and you know people are trying to frame it as something that to combat the confederate but it's like no this actually been in the works since like january they just announced the news to kind of capitalize off the hype of uh, black folks being angry about the confederate but how you always combat shows like this is you look at the sponsors you know who sponsors hbo then you look at different things of okay well let me just get rid of my hbo subscription you know for shit like this you know and so it's going to be hard to get rid of ballers and insecure but then it's just like okay i can watch that on a bootleg site or just buy the season when it comes out on dvd but then if you buy it you're still putting money in hbo's pocket and then you're like conflicted like oh shit you know i don't want to you know fuck over Issa ray or the rock because i watch ballers too and then but then you're just like fuck it you know my people need me you know what i'm saying so it's one of those things so that's one way that you could combat it um getting rid of your subscription and then just putting pressure on um you know different sponsors you know you look at musicians who have songs being played on episodes of the confederate or some shit like that you know you put pressure on them that way and you know just hit them in the pockets that's all it is that's the only thing that these companies respect is if you hit them in the pockets and you've seen how women did it with fox news with uh bill o'reilly people start hitting them sponsors in the pocket because all these um sexual assault allegations came out and people started you know boycotting them sponsors and putting pressure on those sponsors women's groups did and then they started pulling ads and shit like that and then next thing you know the god of uh faux news he actually got dethroned you know so now you got stuck with tuck the cuck uh carlson but still you know they got that guy up out the air you always have to it always comes down to money that's what you have to realize in this capitalistic society hit them in the wallet and that's pretty much all i gotta say um so shout out to the black women of america uh shout out to will packer and eric mcgruner uh not all heroes wear capes all right so moving on to health over wealth last portion of the show and you know what i say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth and this quote comes from former president barack obama it says change is never easy but always possible which is the god's honest truth it's it's always it's always impossible it's just hard uh, i'm not gonna say impossible but change is always hard right but it's always necessary so we're going to talk about you know just a couple of ways to sort of resist the system of oppression right so i've been doing some reading uh, about nelson mandela and how he spent his time in prison and things of that sort and he was basically talking about just how it was all mental you know they would be you know those white guards would be trying to break him down you know every day of his you know his sentence uh but it was all mental toughness and being in peak physical shape uh for him to be strong enough to deal with the bullshit that the guards were hitting him with and uh that made me come up with a couple of things so you have passive resistance and head-on resistance so um passive resistance is something like playing country dumb that's what we have a saying is from the south and it, it, it trickles up here to the midwest too but my family being from mississippi they always talk about playing country dumb and that's basically you know just kind of playing dumber than you are 
but you actually know what's going on just to get more information and learn a few more things and skills to you know uh, further your career or further your social game in real life um you know it's uh using what you learned from the system so what you will use country dumb for is you know a skill that you learn um like financial advice you know and a bunch of rich folks is just chopping it up and you just kind of there you know what i'm saying and you just play dumb like you don't know what they're talking about but you soaking in all that information and you're going to relay it to people like you and like-minded people so basically you're just using what you learn from the system to educate others and in the in a situation of if you're in a system of oppression so you would use that you make a play to destroy the system from within so sabotage so basically like some spook to sat by the door type shit um if you don't know what that is it was a it's a book and it's a movie uh basically about a brother who was working at i believe either the fbi or cia and uh, he pretty much just had an office you know had up up front and it was pretty much like hey we're all inclusive yada 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 but uh you know just to show hey there's there's a negro by the door you know spook who sat by the door they also call black folks spooks and he actually used this everything that he learned you know in the bureau to you know uh fund a rep to uh, start a revolution here you know and it was a it was a it was a pretty good movie and then it was taken off the shelves and then then tim reed from sister sister fame you know the dad from sister sister he actually found one of the copies and actually you know brought it back to the massives uh, a few years back but that's playing country dumb it's just a lot of times i feel like us black folks we just can't like black americans we really can't play country dumb for too long because we start getting offended by shit that white folks be saying and those in a higher position because you actually can play country dumb with some bougie black folks or uh, some other minority like an asian or an indian you know or something like that um so you just sit there and you just soak in that game that's all you do just sit there soak it in take little mental notes and then you use that to your own advantage you play that game all the way to the finish line you know but if it's in a, if you're trying to combat a system of oppression then you start using what you've learned in the game of uh this social game of you know dealing with money finances um just other things on how to uh you know maybe get a tax break or how to get a better raise at a job and things like that and you use that and you use what you learn and you spread it throughout the community and you can also flip it and just play just extremely dumb not even country dumb and deliberately sabotage something and play fucking stupid because you've been playing stupid your whole career so you have a situation like that so that's a passive resistance a head-on resistance is just a full-fledged revolt it will be something like with uh denmark vc um or nat turner just a head-on fuck this i'm frustrated it's a lot of times like when you seen with uh that brother uh micah johnson when he took out those six cops um just full-fledged just frustrated uh i don't see that there's any way out of this just let me just go all out guns blazing and just fight to the death you know maybe something to happen for the future of my people so that's a full-fledged revolt but a lot of times it's like how so how do i you know play country dumb or how do i start a head-on resistance type thing like that 
And, uh, you know, another way to have a head on resistance. Oh, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But like I said, with those revolts, you know, like Denmark, D.C., um, Matt Turner, even though his was kind of foiled, um, you still get the idea. It's just that frustration just builds up over time. And then it's just like, fuck it, just resort to violence. Right. And um, but another way is actually turning the system against itself. This is a head on way right here. Right. So it's utilizing allies. Um, the system needs people to be compliant. And you look at strikes and how people on the same page can turn a company and the company system on its head. So that's how you also you can turn a system of oppression you know on his head on its side and actually use and sometimes like you see how goofy it is now a lot of times we try to use the constitution we're like hey our constitutional rights is being you know just disrespected and just thrown out the window with a lot of these deaths and you know the court system is just like eh, i ain't trying to hear that shit you know it's and it's like you try to appeal to someone's humanity and then you look at the jury, the jury is complying and then all those 12 jurors are complying in the system of racism, white supremacies, but it needs people to be compliant. If you look at the system of white supremacy, it's just goofy as fuck saying that white folks are superior to every single uh, everybody that's non-white. That's that's basically what it is. Uh, we have it in our textbooks, in our educational system, and that's what makes it so dangerous is you have things like they tell you the story of Christopher Columbus and how he came here and discovered America. Uh, it doesn't tell you about uh, black folks before slavery. It doesn't tell you about the Africans in the African kingdoms of like Timbuktu. They don't tell you about Hannibal. They just they don't t tell you about ancient uh, Kemet. You know, they don't. They might have a blurb or two about Egypt. It might be like two lines in a social studies book or a history book, but it always just starts with colonization. It always starts with, it gives you the impression that black folks were just savages running around in the, you know, in the, in the grasslands of Africa. And then these white men came and civilized us, bringing us over here in chains. So it really fucks with your psyche. And that's what the most dangerous thing is. And that's why we really need to, even if your child is in the public schools, they do need to have a sense of self. And this is not only for black folks, but this is for, uh, you know, white Hispanics, um, uh, Native Americans. This is for Asian Americans, just any minority group or any group that's considered, you know, non-white or white Hispanic, you know, to really have a sense of self and, uh, you know, let your kids know who they actually are and tell their true history. So they won't be brainwashed into a system that has them feeling inferior every time they step out the house. And that's the most dangerous thing. But you can also, that's, that's a way to have a head on resistance is to basically, you know, just try to turn the system against itself. And that's why strikes and uh, unions work so well against companies like that. And black folks and other groups have to really utilize allies. And allies are not friends. They're just people who share the same common goal as you. So you look at the world wars that we had, there's been plenty of allies from World War One that turned into an enemy in World War Two, right? So you just have to look at situations like that. And then uh, you can even look, go back and look at the war on rap music back in the early 90s, th through the whole 90s with C. Dolores Tucker and how she was preaching. And she had, she had some great uh, point of views and things like that. Only thing that bothers me now that I'm older is looking back and looking at these these white Republican men and these uh, these different companies. What was it like Turner? And uh, just you just look at these different 
these groups these white men coming out and like trying to support see dolores tucky but it was all about you know let's bash these thugs these these rapping ass thugs and shit like that but that's that was a sense of you know an ally you know that was between c dolores tucker and then these these republican white men these right wingers of christian values and shit like that you know standing around and supporting her and her goal you know what i'm saying so that's that's how you look at an ally you look at what's going on on twitter right now with trump you know and this whole lgbtqiaa ban into the military and you got so many black folks riding hard for those in that community you know but is the love being received that's what you have to that's what you have to look at in a situation like this is this an ally or is this me just being used you know and it's hard to get people on the same page as you that's why you have to find like-minded people who share the same goal as you you know what i'm saying to fight that good fight um let's see what else but then so you start getting this resistance going um you're you're you know and it starts taking its toll on you right so it's like how do i just keep fighting the good fight i always tell people you know especially brothers um out here in the street just keep fighting the good fight keep doing what's right and doing what's on your heart because god always puts something good on your heart no matter what you know a lot of times we try to ignore that i don't care what you call it god buddha the universe karma whatever there's always that feeling of i know what i need to do i just need to do it you know what i'm saying but you keep pawning it off and keep pawning it off but in this system of oppression and how to just keep strong and stay strong is you know i'm gonna just give you some advice like how nelson mandela was saying how he got through his prison sentences you have to develop a power within yourself that's where it starts at and you have to empower like-minded folks but how you stay empowered with yourself and then you spread that love and that and the the whole truth the speaking truth to power and getting these like-minded people on the same page as you it can be taxing mentally and physically so you have to practice a mental toughness you know through meditation and controlling emotions um and you're like oh shit controlling emotions that's kind of dangerous well you don't want to be an emotional person dealing with this system of white supremacy you kind of look at uh, how a lot of people you know they get on the stand uh, witnesses and things like that and they be all teary-eyed and just boohooing and crying and you know fuck these crackers and you know just saying just dumb shit like that instead of just sticking to logic and facts so you have to control your emotions you see what i'm saying so how do you control your emotions you know because a lot of times it's tough dealing with this when you see every news story a black person is getting their ass whooped by the cops or a black man is getting killed so it's one of those things you have to work out your frustrations uh by getting in shape physically you know so that that'll give you a healthy outlet to control the rage and the anger that you feel while you're trying to combat this system that is one of the most important things so you got to hit them weights hit that treadmill go hard hit that uh punching bag or that uh kickboxing bag dummy or you know something a physical outlet to let that rage out and then you're back focused you know what i'm saying you have to just stay focused and keep fighting that good fight so I'll have just more, I think next week, once I do another full show, I'm going to do a bonus episode this week, but I'll give you examples of how people successfully resisted a system of oppression. So that's pretty much all I got. Um, Like I said, I'll do another episode later this week. I don't think I'm going to do a bumpers. I might because it's so quick and easy to do that shit. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you. But just let me know your thoughts about 
uh, a passive resistance or a head-on resistance what do you think is the best way i actually feel like the best way is like a passive resistance and basically quietly get people on the same page and then you know turn the system inside out you know what i'm saying or do it do it the head-on way as far as getting enough people to not be compliant within the system those that's what i think so i guess a passive one is a great way to be singular and kind of do it come back to your community let them know what you learned and that also goes for my educated folks too you know i know a lot of us in the hood you know we really didn't have that luxury of going to college and things like that but we know some people with four-year degrees um some people with master's degrees and you know things like that and even doctorates but you know just go to them people and just try to soak up game and you know see what they learned and you know for all my graduates out there college graduates and post-grads you know doing their thing you know drop some game on some like-minded people because you know people need to soak up that game you know what i'm saying i know you did the work you know getting that education and things like that but what you took from it you know uh from that education just spread it with your people in your community and it always starts at home if you got a family like i said before when i was talking about how the school system tries to miseducate our kids and keep them in this fucked up ass system yo it always starts at home so you just start planting them seeds and you know y'all start watering those seeds and your little ones and in each other and then you'll be able to face anything that comes your way uh but much love and respect to y'all and uh i'll have a bonus episode up you know later this week one